stuff you want to go home or can you take some more? Good, because we got some more. Don't want to short you, you know. Uh, go to Acts, if you would, please. If y'all would, just stay up here, guys. Uh, Acts, 13th chapter. On Friday nights, we've been on a theme, and I believe we should continue. And I believe tonight uh, has to do specifically with the new year. And... Uh, Something that came up on Phyllis's heart uh, today and then also on mine. And so we'll get to it here in just a moment. Acts chapter 13. Acts chapter 13 in verse 1 says, Now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers as Barnabas, Simeon, Lucius, Manian, and Saul. And so, uh, according to the scripture, these, what is that, five men, they were either a prophet or a teacher, or could have been a prophet and a teacher. And verse 2, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, should preachers pray? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. So, like we've said before, you couldn't say you fasted for 15 minutes. You'd have to miss at least one meal. So you're talking about hours. So uh, there were hours that they ministered to the Lord. How do you do that? How do you minister to the Lord? It involves a number of different things. In the Old Testament, the Levites and the priests, the sons of Aaron, the scripture said that they were chosen to minister, the Lord said he chose them to minister to him. They ministered to him in the sacrifices. They ministered to him in music. They ministered to him in service of different kinds in the uh, tabernacle of the Lord's presence, then also the temple. Well, you and I have been made kings and priests. And we are to offer spiritual sacrifices that are holy and pleasing and acceptable to the Lord. It should happen on a daily basis. It should happen every service that we have. Uh, but there has been a uh, out of proportion emphasis on being ministered to. I think you, you can see that readily. That people, a lot of folks obviously don't go to church ever anywhere and don't believe in God. But then of the people that do come, there are many, many, many that the only concept they have of, of church is coming and being ministered to. That's, that's all of it, starting in, from start to end. 
But that's not all that it's supposed to be. We're supposed to minister to him. Right? Let me touch on a few things that ministering to him is not. Begging him for something is not ministering to him. If somebody's begging you for something, does that bless you? And minister to you? Asking for something. Going over the same thing. Vain repetitions. Asking him over and over and over. Telling him about the problem. Is not ministering to him. He knew it before you came. We need to remind ourselves of this. You never showed up in prayer and said, oh Lord, this happened. I've got to have this. And him say, what? What? When did this happen? Never. Never. He saw it coming. For you knew it could. Right? He already knows the answer. So, if we're only focused on getting ministered to, we're cutting ourselves off from the very thing we desire and need. Because notice what environment they got direction for ministry. It wasn't in an environment of pleading and begging. It was an environment where for hours they ministered to him. Church shouldn't just be ministry to me as a person sitting in the seat or any of us. Now there can be some, there's a time for that. But like the first part of the service thus far, the, the singing and praising should be ministry to him. Reality is a lot of it's not. You, you listen, if you listen to the words and you listen to the direction. Many of the songs sung in church are not even to the Lord. They're not to Him. And to minister to Him, you need to sing to Him. Right. I praise you. Right. I worship you. Right? right? Are y'all with me? Yes. That's, I'm not saying you can never sing a song of confession. You can, but that's not ministering to the Lord. That's you stirring yourself up, declaring your faith. A lot of things are called praise and worship that are not praise and worship. They're not all bad, but they're not praise and worship. Praise to God is to Him. Worship to God, of God, is to Him. Is that all right, friends? And... uh, Not to say there's not a place for some of these other things, but we don't just want to go all the time and all that we're doing is singing about who we are and and what we are and what we want and and then we want to get ministered to. That means it's all about us all the time. And it's a one-way deal. Not supposed to be that. And that's not the environment that you hear from him and you see manifestations of the Spirit. What environment did they see? see? He said, separate unto me. Let's read the rest of it. Separate unto me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. Verse 3. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. Verse 4. So they, being sent forth by the Holy Spirit, they departed. And they went to these places. And if you follow the narrative, amazing things happened. And it was because 
They heard from God. And they acted on it. And in what environment did they hear? These are all spiritual men. Right? Prophets. Teachers. They're spiritual men. But they didn't just get this. While they studied at the house. Can you see this? They got together. And they said we need to take some time. And minister to the Lord. And I don't know that they had anything about. These ministries in mind when they began. I know from some small experience. It's likely they didn't. They just knew we need to minister to the Lord. And so for hours. Everybody say hours. 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 Everybody say hours. Hours. They minister to the Lord. Now some folks will say, oh, that's, I can't do that for hours. Oh yeah, you can. You know, you've waited before the TV. For hours at a time. You've waited before the computer screen. Hours on it. Yeah, you can. It's just a matter of a different focus. And so, as they waited on the Lord, as they ministered to the Lord, they praised Him and They worshipped him. They kept their mind on him for longer than 10 minutes. Longer than 30 minutes. Longer than an hour. Longer than two hours. In that environment, the Spirit of God spoke. And they all knew it was him. Amen. Did they waste any time there? No, they did not. They heard from him. And that makes all the difference. When you hear from him, faith comes with that. Amen. Now you can act. And when you act, it's going to work. Because it's not your idea. You're doing what he told you to do. And he's going to make it work for you. Oh, somebody say, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Go with me, please, to the book of, uh, let's see, Exodus, 14th chapter, Exodus 14. This is when God had delivered his people from Egyptian bondage. Such an astounding miracle. Nobody of that day would have believed it. Egypt was the premier world power. And uh, they were dependent on slave uh, labor. And the Israelites were the slave labor. It was a big part of their economy. And there's no reason in the natural why they would release them or let them go or or free anybody. And there's nothing anybody's going to vote on. (laughs) Uh, There's nothing anybody's going to be able to uh, march about or protest about or nothing. If you wrote a bad article, then you didn't show up the next day. (laughs) (laughs) The pharaohs were... They put forth themselves as living gods. And they could do anything that struck them. And uh, so it just, if you'd asked anybody in any country 
are the Jewish people going to leave Egypt anytime soon? <laughs> it go never going to happen. But it did. God, through his mighty power, hallelujah, through a strong hand and a strong arm, he worked miracle after miracle after miracle until it got to the point where they gave them all their money and said, please go, please go. I know the longer you resist God, the harder you make it on yourself. Smart people will, will say yes immediately. And, uh, but once they left, they're free. They even had miraculous healings. And they got money. Money. But as soon as they left, they got boxed in by the Red Sea. With Pharaoh, who changed his mind again, and is barren, he decided he, he's going to kill them. He's just going to wipe them out. And so he's coming to annihilate them. He's grieving over his child that died, and the country has been devastated through the, the hail and the plagues and everything else. And uh, when you're proud, you're unrepentant. And when you're proud and unbelieving, you don't take responsibility. You blame somebody else. And that's what's going on. But God had a plan. Exodus 14. I know you knew some of that. Did you mind me going over it again with you? All right. Exodus 14. They are at the Red Sea. And there's nowhere to go. And Pharaoh and his horses and chariots are bearing down on them. And in the 15th verse. Exodus 14, 15. The Lord said to Moses. Wherefore criest thou to me? Speak to the children of Israel that they go forward. I'm going to read this to you from some other translations. The New American Standard says. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the sons of Israel to go forward. Everybody say, go forward, go forward. God's word translation says, the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to start moving. (laughs) The New Living Translation. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to get moving. Try it out loud. Get moving. moving. Move. Move. Go Go forward. The Living Bible says it like this. Then the Lord said to Moses, quit praying and get the people moving. Forward. March. And you know the story. They did. They did, and what happened? The Red Sea parted. And they went through on dry ground. Hallelujah. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. And so, you know, you'll you'll hear some people, bless their hearts, try to explain. They said, yeah, there was a seismic shift, and some of the water... Uh, ran aside and it was only ankle deep 
And they were, and all this happened in the time frame that we're talking about. No, it didn't. And even a bigger miracle, a whole army drowned in ankle deep water. <laughs> this is, you either believe it or you don't. You don't believe it, just say you don't believe it. But the Bible is true. The, the scripture tells us how it happened. A wind began to blow. A cold, cold wind. And the wind was so strong, it parted the water and froze it. It was congealed, the scripture says. And they walked through on dry ground with a wall of congealed water on both sides. That would have felt eerie. <laughs> but it was a temporary deal. And how about that timing? Just about time. They get out on the other side. The Bible said, Hebrews says, and the Egyptians are saying to do it. They tried to do it. There's a real lesson about faith here because Hebrews 11 is the faith chapter. You can do what the Lord tells you to do. You can have faith to do what he tells you to do. You can't have faith to do what he didn't tell you to do. He told the Israelites to go through. What did he tell the Egyptians? Let my people go. Right? The only thing they could have had faith to do was let his people go. They weren't doing it. They were trying to do what somebody else was doing in faith, what the Lord told somebody else to do, and they died trying to do that. Is there a lesson there? You can't have faith to do what the Lord told somebody else to do. Right. you got to hear him for yourself. That's right. That's right. Faith comes by hearing. So we know what happened. But I want you to notice that the miracle manifested when they took a step. Will somebody say the miracle, the miracle. Manifested, manifested when they took a step? When, when they moved forward. Oh, somebody say moved forward. Move forward. The scripture talks about in Romans, you don't have to turn there, but Romans 4.12. New Testament talking about this principle. It's talking about Abraham. And it said that he's not just the father of those who were of the circumcision. It's talking about he's our father too. He's the father of those that walk in the steps of that faith of our father Abraham. The ESV, the English Standard Version says, those who walk in the footsteps of the faith. Everybody say footsteps of faith. Say it again, footsteps of faith. Steps of faith. Not giant jumps. Not flying leaps. What? Footsteps. Footsteps. Footsteps of faith. That's the way Abraham did it. That's the way many others did it. That's the way you and I'll do it. Everybody say footsteps. 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 Looking back over Phyllis and I, the past uh, right at 40 years that we've been in the ministry and, and the miracles that we've seen 
Thing after thing after thing. That's how it worked. You got direction from the Lord. It looked impossible. And for you it was. Then you got to make up your mind. We're going to do this or not. Right? And it looks like how in the world can we get from where we are to there. Way up there. And so you can continue to talk about it. Reason about it. Figure about it. Ask other people what they think about it. Look at statistics and logistics and every other ticks. <laughs> and continue to pray and pray and pray. But you can miss it. Praying when he's already told you. What do he tell them? Quit praying and get moving. You can miss it on either side of it. There, there are people that are moving that should be praying. Because they haven't heard from the Lord. And they're going to experience some problems and failure. But then once you've heard from the Lord, there's a time to quit praying and move. Right? There's a time you've heard from the Lord, you prayed, He heard you. He answered you. You might not have been thrilled with what he said. You may not have a clue how what he said could happen. But it's time to quit praying about it and take a step. Somebody say, take a step. 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 Help your neighbor. Tell him, say, take a step. Take a step. Take a step. Take a step. Yeah, but I want to I wanna know if you'd counsel with me some more about it. No, there's a time to quit counseling. You don't need to counsel. You've heard from the Lord. You going to do it or not? <laughs> well, I just want to I just want to wait and think about it some more. That's unbelief. Well, I don't see how. That's how it works with God. You don't see how. I don't see any way. That's normal. That's normal operations. Walking by faith. Abraham went out. Not knowing. Where he was going. How did he get to the right place? He packed his bags. Not knowing where he was going or how he'd get there. Right? Just had a direction. I'm supposed to leave. I'm supposed to go. And as he prayed about it, he had a sense about that away. How did God get him from where he was to where he wanted him to be? Abraham had to be willing to take a step. He stepped out from where he had been living. And then he took another step. And he took another step. And in those days, they're literally Shoe Soul Express. Right? They didn't get in the car. Sure didn't get on the plane. Right? They literally kept taking steps, kept taking steps, kept taking steps. We're talking about months and years until eventually he got to the place where the Lord showed him, look that way, look this way, look that way. I'm going to give all this to you. 
If he hadn't been willing to take that step, would he have ever found out about that? He wouldn't have. You believing with me? This is not just about reasoning and information. I'm believing for the revelation of this to get in spirits. Not just some knowledge, but in spirits. You, You wish you could communicate this and express this, but humanly, you can't. The Lord can use people, but the Spirit of God has to has to do this on the inside of you. He has to quicken this on the inside of you. That's the only way it happens. Phyllis and I, when we're back home in, in Mississippi, we just married, young, and uh, knew precious little about faith. For the past couple of years, we'd been listening to tapes on faith. And didn't, didn't realize what was happening. But God was putting faith in us for those two years. He's about to tell us something. Right. To go. I didn't know we had a call on our life to be in the ministry. You know some things the Lord doesn't tell you yet. Because all you do is freak out. Right. That's right. That's right. All you do is just get scared. Right. That's right. Actually. Before we were ever in the ministry. The Lord did t- speak one thing to me about pastoring and I couldn't sleep the whole night I thought I can't I can't no we never this is before we ever went to school this is before I even knew I had a call on my life to be in the ministry I was thinking about the little church where we went there in Mississippi I think on a on a full Sunday morning we might have 150 people and all night I couldn't get to sleep Thinking, I can't do that. I can't do that. Do I even want to do that? I just, I mean, I couldn't get a wink of sleep. I'm thinking, surely no. 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 I don't think so. No. Finally in the morning, sun's coming up. I've, I've not slept all night. Worried. Upset. Concerned. The Lord spoke to my heart. I don't mean I heard a voice, but inside me. He said, Keith, Keith, Keith. By the time you get there, I'll have you ready. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> and sure enough, what was it, 25 years later? <laughs> but see, I'm thinking, you know, we're going to start tomorrow. You know, we're going to start tomorrow. And I ain't ready. And I wasn't ready. But we'd have never been ready to start a church here in Branson if we hadn't done what? Come on, help me out. If we hadn't done what? I know very very clearly the step the Lord dealt with us to go out to uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. This was, was this 1980 or 79, whenever it was? And uh, to go to a camp meeting. That would have been like Going to Antarctica, you know, for us. We were country people. First of all, didn't have the money to travel and go somewhere. But God had been putting faith in us, listening to those tapes, for about two years plus, two and a half years. And something came up in us that we believed we could go. We could go out to that meeting. The Lord would provide money for us to get out there. And stay the week. And we just felt like we were supposed to go. 
So there came a time when it's not time to just keep keep praying. It's time to to go. We did. We made plans. Without money to do it. We made plans to take off work. We made plans to go. Didn't have the money. Didn't have a decent car that'd make the trip. And just like a couple of days before time to leave, somebody offered to let us use their new car. Praise God. Praise God. And we knew they meant it, and so we did. We used their new car. And then we got in the car heading out and didn't even know if we had money to make it back. And uh, I began to say to Phyllis, somebody, some people gave me some money. Like several people gave me money. Like a 10 here and a 20 here. And, and she said, well, people gave me money too. We put it together. It was plenty of money. To pay for a little hotel room. No, we didn't stay at the Ritz. It, it was plenty of money to stay and the gas. We got, we got lost leaving the meeting almost every night. Because we were country people and hadn't been out of the country. <laughs> and uh, but we just stayed at the convention center all day and just ate the uh, you know those liquid cheese nachos that they have there <laughs> and just whatever we could get to get by on and our life was changed there were 10,000 there was one point where I looked up and there were 10,000 people Looked like all of them had their hands in the air and they were praising God and sound like two-thirds of them were speaking in tongues. I didn't have any idea there's that many people in the country that spoke in tongues. And my eyes were open. And I sensed the presence of God. And Phyllis did. And before the week was over, they were giving tours of the Rama campus. And we we felt impressed we should take one of those tours. They were free. That helped. And so we we got on the bus in between services and they took us out to the campus and they'd take you through the buildings. And I remember we were going through Student Development Center, SDC 2, and we were going through the music department up there and I just knew in my heart, we're supposed to come here. And on the way back, we're riding in the bus. It was uh, July. It was hot. And there's an oil refinery right down by the convention center and it stunk. And Phyllis says to me, did you ever know you were supposed to do something, but you didn't want to do it? I acted dumb. I said, what? What are you talking about? She said, it stinks here. I said, yeah, it does. (laughs) But over the course of the next couple of months, we, we got it settled in our spirit. We're supposed to go out there. What if we hadn't taken that step? We wouldn't have found out about the other. Then we had to take another step to go out there. Then another step. Then another step. It's been that way now for 40 years. But if you'll take the step. Oh, if you'll take the step. There's a miracle. Waiting at the end of the path. Oh, hallelujah. If you'll take a step. But you're not going to see how it's going to work. You're not going to be able to figure it out. All you need to know is that you've heard from him. Now you got you got to know that. But once you've got that. Fear not. Don't be afraid. To turn loose of what you know. And step out. And then just keep taking a step. Taking a step. When we, we've been in the ministry for what. Uh, Phil, 20 years. 
when we came up here that summer. We just felt impressed to come. We'd actually had kind of a rough few months believing for God was with us and helping us, but there was, we felt weary. And for some reason, we just thought, we, we want to go up to Branson. We were in Tulsa, so it was only three and a half hours or so. We're going to go up to uh, Branson. We hadn't been coming here. I don't know. We'd met her folks up here one time for a day, years prior. I think that's the first time we'd ever been there, been here. And so for some reason, we just thought, we, we want to go up there and take a, a weekend off. So we did. And uh, what did we, we rent a boat and get on the lake? I don't remember. But I think we did. We rented a little boat, got on the lake. And while we're here, something began to stir in us. We were surprised by it. And so then we left. We're out on the road having meetings. And we just, every day, Branson had come up to us. Branson, and we thought, Branson. And over a period of time, we came to, to know we're supposed to move there. Now, we had never even thought about a church. We just thought we're relocating our ministry. Didn't know why. But we got here. Many of you know the story. And felt impressed to look to see where we might have our ministry headquarters. Just a small place. And I told Phyllis, I'm going to stay here and pray today in the room. She knows a little bit about real estate, and so she, was, she said, I'm going to go look. And so she went and looked. She calls me an hour or two later. She says, you need to come over here and see this. I said, what is it? She said, it's an auditorium that seats 3,000. I said, what? <laughs> auditorium that seats 3,000? Because I had told her it'd be good if we had a place where if we want to do some TV or something in the future, could seat, you know, a couple hundred people or something. That'd be good, too. 3,000? It's a big place, and you've got big electric bills and all that. And I thought, what? She said, I don't know why. You, I think you need to see it. I said, okay. So I came over. We stood in that building. used to be the Yellow Ribbon Theater. We stood there and looked, just, just her and I. And the guy that was showing it to us, he stepped aside. We knew we're supposed to take a step. What? We didn't have the money to buy it. What are you going to do with it? Somebody asked us, well, how, what size is your congregation right now? We said, well, you're looking at it, right? This is, <laughs> nobody right now. Sounds, it sounds nuts. Well, then you don't need all this. You need to find you some smaller place and see how it goes. I won't go through all the detail, but we knew we were supposed to take a step to get that property. We took a step, and it didn't seem to work. But by the next day, things had changed. God dealt with people's heart and changed it. And so we took another step. Didn't have the money. Didn't know how it could work. But some money came. Then we took another step. Then we took another step. And uh, we, we closed on an agreement to lease and buy in, what was it, a year or so. And then we, we, we came here and looked, and it, it was not a church. And I'm not here, but the building over there, we looked at it. It needed all kind of stuff. And we thought, it's just us here. Our little staff was down in Tulsa. And we just closed the door and left. What are you going to do now? We felt impressed to go to see Jeff and Patsy Perry up in uh, St. Louis. 
we'd been friends with them. And we went up there to be in church with them. Felt impressed too. So took a step. And just went up there. So all these steps are not giant steps. They're just little steps. Somebody say footsteps. Footsteps. But some have made the mistake of refusing to take any steps and just pray. Just pray, pray, talk, counsel, ask, plan, pray, plan, pray, talk, counsel, plan, pray. When are you going to move? I don't know. Not quite ready. What did the Lord say to them? Quit praying and move. Take a step. When did the miracle happen? When they took a step. That's when the miracle happened. We're up there. had a good service with them. They said, come to lunch with us. So we did. We said, hey, looks like we're going to be your neighbor. What do you mean? We're moving into the south part of the state. We're going to be in Branson. You are? We got, we got this building. We got a lease agreement and agreement to purchase it in a few months. You did. Jeff said, you need to have your first service, Resurrection Sunday. And that was what? Four weeks? Or three? Phyllis is holding up three fingers. I know it was hard. I, I looked at him. I thought, that's nuts. Three weeks. He said, I'm telling And when he said it, it wasn't just him talking. I heard something inside. Yeah, that's right. I thought, whoa. <laughs> three weeks. Your first service, three weeks. And uh, then he said, let us help you. I thought, man, I'm open to suggestions right now. Uh <laughs> Talk on. I'm listening. He said, we got a disaster organization called Service International. At that point, I felt like we qualified. Uh, He said, we'll come down and help you get ready for your service. I said, really? He said, we'll do it. I said, thank you, brother. They sit down the first week, hundred and something people. Stayed all week, 150 people. Stayed all week, worked cleaned, painted, ripped up floors, replaced tile. I mean, slept on the floor, cooked on a grill out back, went back and another almost hundred, is that right, came the second week. And to make a story short, in three weeks, we had our first service. Glory to God. Oh, somebody say glory to God. Why am I saying all this? Because many people say, why don't I see more miracles? The biggest reasons we're not seeing more miracles in more areas is because folks won't step out. Too scared, playing it safe, staying too close, won't turn loose of what they know. Takes faith to turn loose of what you know. I had people try to talk to me and talk some sense into me. What are you doing? You got a good ministry? You got plenty of places to speak? That's a giant place. You know what kind of bills are going to be on that place? What are you going to do? There was a night or two I tried to figure it out with a calculator. And it just didn't work. I just finally put the calculator back in the drawer and thought, it doesn't work. I, I can't figure out how to make this work. No matter what I might try to do, it's bigger than me. What a revelation. Should have known that early on, shouldn't I? And uh, one thing led to another, has led to another, has led to another. 
What if we hadn't taken that first step? What if we hadn't gone to that meeting? Many times people are thinking, well, it's not that big a deal. You don't know. If God deals with you to do it, it's a big deal. Even if it looks like nothing to you, it's a big deal. And you won't find out the next step until you take this step. Oh, but when you take this step, there will be another. And then there will be another. And then there will be another. Hallelujah. If I want to get up on the platform, I can say, I want to be there. Oh, I want to be there. Y'all pray. Because I want to be up there. I want to be higher. And I want to be over yonder. Pray. And believe with me. That I'll get there. I don't know how. I can get there. If I was Superman. (laughs) I want to be there. Oh God get me there. I want to be there. I'm convinced you want me to be there. I want to be there. Are y'all praying? <laughs> now that, this sounds humorous. But there are millions of people doing this. God showed them a glimpse of something. And they believe it and they want it with all their heart, soul, and mind. But the only thing they will accept is me being translated from here to there. Now, the Lord never told them it'd be an instantaneous translation. <laughs> he never said that. It seems obvious you looking right here how I can get from here to there. Let me try to make it more practical. How do I get from owing everybody to being completely out of debt with extra money in the bank? I want to be there. I want to be there. I want to be there. Quit talking about you want to be there. That's not how you get there. You need to focus on how do I get from where I am to there. And it's going to start with a step. Somebody say a step. A step. Don't look to somebody else. Don't just look to somebody else's plan. What did the Lord tell you to do? Ask him about it. He'll tell you something to do. It'll, it'll be a step. You'll make a change. You'll sow a seed. You'll do a thing. And that'll be your step. And it won't just be talk. It'll be a step. It'll be an action. You'll do something. And when you do, something good's going to come. So it's gonna, something good's going to happen to you. Then what's going to happen next? Come on, help me out. What's going to happen next? The Lord will show you another step to take. And you'll take another step. How do I get from here to there? I want to be there. I know that's where God wants me to be. How do I get from here to there? You don't just need to stare there. I need to ask him, how do I, what's my step? What do I do right here, right now? It's so obvious you're looking at me physically, but it's the same thing spiritually. What do I, I need to take a step. Am I making progress? Am I there? No, I ain't there, but I'm closer than I was. Is that right? Then what do I do? Come on, help me out. Come on. Tell me what to do. Huh? 
Yeah, but I don't, I don't see how taking this step is going to put me up there. Huh? I'm taking this step, so it's going to put me there. I don't want to be there. I want to be there. Huh? What do I do? Come on, help me out. What do I do? Pray. I need to pray more about it. I need counsel. How am I doing? Am I there? Uh-uh. But am I, have I made progress? I, I was over there. Right? I want to be there, though. I want to be there. Other people are there. I see them, and they're having so much fun. Why can't I be there? Why can't I be there? I know it's God's will for me to be there, but I'm not there. I'm here. I want to be there so bad. God, why won't you put me there? God, why won't you put me there? I want to be there. They all got a great spouse. Why can't I have a great spouse? I want to be there. You know, picket fence. Wonderful home. I want to be there. I want to be in a ministry that's making a difference. I want to be there. God put me there. Put me there. Put me there. Please, please put me there. I want to go there. You can stay right here for 40 years. Crying and begging. You can get mad at God. You can get everybody. You can get mad at everybody that got there. You can call God unfair and you'd be lying. Y'all with me, saints? Somebody say steps of faith. Come on, say it again. Steps of faith. Steps of faith. Don't despise a small step. Don't despise a small thing. When the Lord directs you to do something, don't go, oh, that won't matter. That's the devil messing with you. Anytime the Lord directs you to do something, it's a big deal. You don't know what's on the other end of it. It's a big deal. Going to church is a big deal. Right? Getting up, getting ready, getting here, it's a big deal. He told us to go to church. He said, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. So many things happen. You're demonstrating to your children to put God first. Come on, can you see? I mean, so much is going on. You're you're ministering to God with your praise and your offering, even if it's a quarter. Come on, y'all with me? He's looking at your heart. You're doing what you can where you are. You're honoring him. You're putting him first. You're speaking his word. You're listening to his word. And in the environment of ministering to him, he'll say, do this. And when he does, it's time to take a step. Reckon what's going to happen in 2018. What do you think? What do you think? Huh? It's time to take a step. I was looking, what, a year and a half or so ago, we took a step of releasing faith for a brand new broadcast TV internet studio. Had none of it. Cost millions of dollars. You got to build out the structure. 
You got to buy millions of dollars worth of electronic gear, on and on. Got to make 15, you know, 2,000 decisions, whatever it is. Had none of it. Never done it before. Don't know how to do it. But uh, we're there. It's there. I mean, it's days away from turning. The lights are already on. Stuff's already there. We're days away from. How are you going to do this? How are you going to? We took a step of saying, yes, we will believe for this. We sowed seed. We talked about it. You sowed. Others sowed. We took one thing at a time. One thing at a time. Then the next. Then the next. Then the next. Now sitting there. How are we going to do this? I'm going to take a step. Right? Right? Right, I mean, I've done some TV before, but I've never done this exactly like this before. We're going to take a step. Right. We're going to, I'm going to comb my hair. (laughs) Get in there. Right? Right. I'm going to say, welcome class. (laughs) Ain't no, what, what class? It's a camera. It's time for high school. How's it going to work? I don't know. I've got a little bit of direction here and there, but we'll take a step. Then what do you think will happen then? We've seen it over and over again. He'll bless it. He'll bless it. He'll use it. We'll take another step. Then we'll take another step. We'll get it on here. Then we'll get it on there. Right? We'll have the money for here. Then we'll have the money for there. Right? If he told us to do it, he can absolutely take care of it. Well, that's not just for a preacher or two here or there. That's for every child of God. It it may be in your family. It may be in your business. Someone say, what business? The business you're about to start. Or the business you're about to expand uh, and it's not just doing something to try to play big shot or you're going to do something grand. If, if that's the, your motive, you're going to miss it. Right, right. But if you're pursuing his plan and his will and his way and you're genuinely willing to do whatever he tells you to do, he'll show you a step. Right. It won't put you from here to there instantaneously. Right. Because... His interest is not only you being at the ultimate place. What pleases Him is not just you arriving. What pleases Him is faith. And it takes faith to take a step, not knowing how that could ever turn into that. Somebody say, take a step. Take a step. Take a step. I want to get there. Help me out. Help me out. Huh? Yeah, but I already took two and I ain't there. (laughs) You sure? All right. I'm still not there. It looks so far away. Oh, Lord. I want to be there. I want to be there. Hush, hush. And what? Take another step. And then what? If the Lord helped me to get from there to here... He can help me get from here to there. Right? It doesn't all have to happen this week or this month. But time is passing anyway. I can take that step. 
Somebody say, I can take that step. I can, I can take that step. I'll take that step. Oh, thank you, Lord. I will take that step. Oh, praise God. Stand on your feet. There's a lot we could go further on this, but uh, I'm going to take a step. Oh, hallelujah. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. Play. Uh, what key are we in there? What key are we? F. Now, guys, this is something you've never heard before, so uh, uh, it goes like this. Everybody begin to play.
you got us this far, you'll get us the rest of the way.
Praise the Lord. He speaks just in this kind of environment. I believe you, Father. I believe you, my Father. And when you say, I will obey. I'm gonna step out, step out. I believe you, Father. Step out, step out. I will obey. Step out, step out. I believe you, Father. Step out, step out. I'm not afraid. Cause I believe you, Father. I'm gonna step out, step out. I'm not afraid. I'm gonna step out, step out. I believe you, Father. Step out, step out. I will obey. Hey, just play some more for us, God. Worship the Lord, saints. Step after step. That's how you get from where you are. All the way. 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 way. Step out, I will obey. 
Sunday morning service and I think I need to share it with you we were talking right after the service and so many people come to Dave and I all the time and they say God told me to do this how many times and they shut the door on us being able to help them do anything because we know immediately sometimes God did not tell them to do that. Sometimes you have to know the Bible enough to know what God said do. And you have to know God well enough to know what God said do. Sometimes it's wise to come to your elders and say, we seem like this is what God is telling us to do. And in some, the reason that I'm saying that is because he's saying step out. And this is what we talked about today, and it is exactly right. But some people think stepping out is just stepping out and taking these giant leaps and leaving so far where you are in these giant steps doing something just the opposite of what you're doing, which is just the opposite of what he's saying sometimes. You know, when... The first step, one of the first steps that we took was I went to work for a secular doctor that got us in the Word. Yeah, you went to work. I went to work. Are you hearing this, everybody? I went to work for a secular doctor and it got us on a path that we needed to be on. Don't twist what's being said tonight and think I have to change my whole course and I have to go to Bible school tomorrow or I have to go and do this tomorrow. That's not most often the time what God is saying. 
There's the rare situation. It can be trying to jump from there to here. It can be trying to jump from there to there. There are the rare occasions that God does say that. But most of the time, you're the reason that we worked at Rhema long enough to know, the reason that they have pastoral recommendations is because your pastor knows you better than... But if you come and you say, God said this, then it cuts out the thing. And so be wise about some of the decisions that you're making. It's time to take some steps. And some of the people, they, they need to believe God for another car, but they're unwilling to even look to God for that. Or they need to believe God for another house, and they're unwilling to believe God for that. Or the biggest thing that to me tonight is being said is, what I told Keith today is people are sitting in the life is like a river. And I told him this today, life is like a river and they're sitting there. What happens when you sit in a river? You go backwards. If you stop paddling. If you just sit in a river, you're going backwards. You have to paddle to make progress in a river or you're going backwards. You cannot sit in a river or you're going backwards. You have to paddle. And when you go backwards, you're most likely can't see anything that you're going into. You're going to run into rocks. You're going to run into all sorts of bad stuff. And then eventually you're likely to fall over a cliff. But if you are paddling and you're actually going forward and taking a step, even if it's a baby step, you're going forward. Yes, you are. You're moving. Yeah. You're in motion. Yeah. You may not see what's in front of that curve, but you, when you get there, you're going to find out what's in front of that curve. And you're going forward all the time. And even just hearing the word and being here on Sunday, you can feel your spirits growing and getting bigger and getting better. And you have the power just like don't lose what he said at the front of the service. It took us two and a half years to get enough word in us to even take the step to go. Go to the camp meeting. To the camp meeting. Did you hear that part? Okay, don't miss all the parts. Don't skip all the parts that he took the whole night to tell you. You got that? But we are going to take the steps and we're going to do what God tells us to do. And most of the time, that ain't what we want to do. You heard what I said? What he said? Has there ever been something you knew that God was telling you to do that what? You didn't want to do. And most of the time, that's the way it is. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But He's leading you in the right way. And if you will step out and obey, you'll be so glad you did. You'll be so thankful, so thankful. Because your little plan that you had is pitiful. Pitiful. His plan, on the other hand, is grand hallelujah if you step out step out I believe you father step out step out I'm not
up your hands. Let's thank the Lord for speaking to us. We need to thank Him for being so patient with us and long-suffering. We should never make the Almighty wait on us, but many have. Somebody say, thank you, Father. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your long-suffering. Thank you for your patience, for your graciousness and your kindness. Forgive us for trying your patience. Forgive us for making you wait on us. That should not happen. But thank you for not giving up on us. Thank you. Thank you for loving us still through everything. And that your plan does not change. And your call does not change. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 